Hello, everybody, and welcome to Culture, Conflict, and Cocktails, where I slowly get more intoxicated and explain popular TV shows from the early 2000s. And we're back. Episode 5 of Season 1 of How I Met Your Mother, a lovely cast. If you are not along for the ride and know who is who by now, then you should backtrack or use Google or I don't really care what you do. You're just here for the entertainment, which is what we're, what we're all here for. After two throwaway episodes, we finally have some amount of substance. So, like People are going to go places and they're going to talk about stuff and they're going to feel feelings and it's going to be a really good time. Robin, because of her job, gets recognized by a club promoter and is invited to this swanky... Right, we got to go faster. I need like a blinking... Robin is invited to this club as a VIP, and so she uh, invites the gang. And Ted and Barney are like, awesome, that sounds great. And Lily says no because she is a kindergarten teacher and you're not supposed to like be up at all hours of the night on a school night, which I can attest to personally. There is a certain age cutoff for like spending all of your nights out versus when you are expected to at 7.30 in the morning, be ready to put on your shirt and tie and go off to work and look like a presentable professional business person, especially in teaching with the young minds and this and that. And the, we got a whole another backstory behind that. So she invites a couple of teacher friends and other adults in her circle to a wine and cheese night with Marshall. And we don't know that they're bummed yet, but we're soon to find out. Ted, Barney, and Robin go to the club. And as soon as they go upstairs, it is too loud to talk or hear or say, do anything. It And this is super consistent nowadays. Now that the world has started to get back to what was normal a few years ago, there's this weird thing where clubs and bars need to hype themselves up. So it's almost like clockwork. Certain establishments will start to turn up the volume of the house music or whatever they're playing every half hour. So it goes from six to a seven to an eight to a nine to, and then past like 1030, it is simply too loud to have a talking conversation with someone. You are shouting in that other person's ear. Which is ridiculous to me. You're not there to talk. You're there to dance. You're there to grab. You're there to pay. I, I don't understand what these clubs are going for, but that is that is held up decade after decade. Robin is supposed to introduce Ted to one of her girlfriends, and Ted's like, sure, why not? The girl's pretty, but she can't have a conversation with Ted, which he's much more about than just the silently... Silently. There is so much noise in this club that you can't make, you can't create more sound. There's nothing that gets above the decibel level, which is a whole thing. So it's almost like you're in the void, which is the appeal to some of these clubs. I've definitely enjoyed that on a handful of occasions. And then depending on what you've taken for the evening, that will allow you to enjoy that on occasions. But now I'm too old for that stuff. I need earplugs for, for gosh darn sake. So Ted is trying to, so they're both dancing across from each other and you get subtitles because Ted is shouting at her and she can't hear anything. She's been at the club for X long. Ted's shouting and she just keeps nodding along. So Ted realizes that it doesn't really matter what he says. She's just going to agree with it. And I have, I don't recall whether or not I did this prior to seeing that episode or not, but I definitely have done that in my adult life. Just shouted random things 
at a girl because I know that they can't hear me. So Ted asks her, hey, we're at a bar. Do you want something to drink? She says, sure. He tries to go to the front of the line and there's one bartender. He's a hot guy and there's like 30 women. So this isn't accurate, but it's a good portrayal that it takes forever to get served because the attractive people, not necessarily women, are being prioritized first as opposed to the guy literally jumping up and down with his credit card. And that is aged super well. There are just these asshole personalities that know how to make eye contact with bartender. The last time that this happened to me, super loud club trying to like throw my dick to the front of the line so that I could get served with my date. I literally got yelled at by the bartender for not having my exact order. Someone started talking over me when I was at a comma, not a period. And so I got one of my two drinks out and then this other person starts shouting their order and the lady yells at me for not having my shit together. And I'm like, I regret coming here because that's ridiculous that I am attempting to be polite in this situation. So Ted eventually, like, elbows his way into the bartender's attention. And two beers are $34, which I can also attest to is an ungodly price. If a six-pack is $9 and then at a bar, one beer is $8 past 10 p.m., that's ridiculous because people will pay. It's weird to dance without something in your hand. So there is no amount. The most I've ever paid for a drink, I think, was 20 bucks for a quote-unquote cocktail that they just put cranberry on top to make it to change the color of it. But this was so that's a thing. Meanwhile, so the, it intelligently goes back and forth between the loud-ishness. So we, the audience can tell that it's loud for Ted, but it's not like blaring through your speakers in your TV. Ted is experiencing this loudness. Robin is presumably in the VIP section. And Barney has like picked out a girl for the evening. And I've also tried this strategy. You lock down a pretty girl, you start dancing with her, and you just grind and grind and grind and grind. And then like, at some point, you like pull each other to the side and expect to get each other's number. I, I don't know how that's supposed to... like. When you're when you're 24, having somebody's butt rub up against your junk, that sounds awesome in theory. Like that's a, it's not a bad feeling. But after a handful of salt, more than 10 minutes, and feel free to dump on me for this. But there is an illogicality to just creating friction in your genes. I like how much of your junk or what area of your junk you're you're not really enjoying this. Because uh, you're also not really dancing. You're just kind of like shifting weight back and forth to the left and right. So I haven't enjoyed doing that since learning to dance a couple of years ago. So that's a whole thing. Barney's grinding with a girl. Back at the apartment, Marshall and Lily are having the wine and cheese night. And everybody there is a bore. A snooze. They're talking about mortgages and having kids. And so it's a there's a really stark contrast between the how much fun Ted and Barney are having and then how much fun Marshall and Lily are not having because nobody's really having a good time in these two very contrasted like super quiet one-on-one conversations and then too loud to have a conversation club. Marshall gets in trouble more than once because he's making fun of the nature of the part and the people there to Lily and he keeps being overheard as opposed to Ted who is being underheard so I think that that's an excellent sense of parallelism. At some point Ted, somebody, somebody calls somebody, and Ted Marshall are on the phone. I don't, I don't know what prompts Marshall to jump out the window, but he literally he sneaks out of the bathroom via the window and goes down to the club to hang out with the bros. 
and just kind of leaves Lily there, which is cool. Uh, unhealthy. How do you not communicate? Baby, I'm having just the worst time here. Yeah, negative point to Marshall. And I don't know if I'm going to keep a point system for who is the most toxic in their relationships, but we might follow through on that idea. Marshall jumps out the window and goes to the club, which is dope. And Robin gets him in. As Ted has had, ooh, more parallelism. Ted has had such a bad time that he's trying to get out of there because, and we flash back. So by the time Marshall jumps out the window, we go back to the club. Ted starts, he's bored of the, like, weird, just throwing your arms around, dancing too loud, not getting to know this girl who's now a floozy because she is not even attempting to look interested in Ted. Ted starts saying ridiculous things like, I'm from outer space. I got kicked out of SeaWorld for humping a dolphin. And then he shouts, I'm wetting my pants, right during the drop of the song. So everybody hears him. Clearly he is joking, but she doesn't know that. So she like dances away with some other dude, which has also happened to me. You make too much eye contact. And then the like person at the club that you are presumably with for that song and no other song immediately gets the ick and like, sidles starts with an et but like slides over towards somebody else which is super weird but also accurate so ted decides to go as marshall arrives so they both attempt to leave the fun that they think they're having that night marshall convinces him to stay ted and marshall go back upstairs from the like level of the to the club to the entrance and marshall it takes them half (laughs) it takes the guys half an hour to get another beer accurate And then it flashes back to the wine party where there's this one dude who won't let Lily drink any of the wine, like won't let anybody drink any of the wine because you want the wine to breathe, to let the tannins, which is a thing in your later 20s, 30s and so on. And a thing that you learn, wine opening up as a characteristic. But he sounds so douchey about it that that's really good parallelism that neither party can get their drink in a reasonable amount of time. That's what you do in your 20s. You just drink and talk and chat, flirt and whatever. And the fact that they're not able to do that. Takes them half an hour to get their beer. Within 10 seconds of dancing, somebody elbows Marshall in the face and he loses a temporary filling. So he's in pain, but he wants to soldier through. So he goes to the bathroom, presumably takes E, and because he goes from in pain to coming out with a smile on his face and he is ready to dance. Also... E in the bathroom, but like strangers just randomly offering you drugs. That's a thing. That happens. Ted goes downstairs to the coat room, to the entrance, to see if the coat check girl has any aspirin. She does not, but they start talking about things that are fun or people in their adulthood assume are fun or like clubs and wine nights and parades. And they start listing things. And Ted, again, with the chemistry, like when Ted talks to strangers, he has got it. He knows what he's doing. Lily realizes that one, Marshall's gone, and two, this party is really stupid. Adult as it sounds or as she should be, she's not having any fun there. So Lily also sneaks out to go join the gang. She calls Marshall and hears that he's just loud music, hears that he's at the club, so she also hops out the window, which is humorous. Meanwhile, Robin can't get into the VIP VIP section, so she goes, and it's too loud to talk in the club, so she goes out of the club to call the guy who invited her to let her onto the... So it's very, like, whiny, uh, prissy, I'm supposed to be an important person. While that happens, the bouncer changes, who won't let Robin back into the club because Robin's already been in the club. Her name's checked off. So Lily finds her there, and they have a very intelligent, emotional conversation about status, which I enjoy. I'll get to that in a second. 
they flash the new bouncer to get back into the club, which I've never seen. Does that happen? Uh, I would need to outsource. That's a fun question. Is that a good question? Uh, do, like flashing to get events, beads, things. I've, I've never experienced that in my adult life. So maybe I haven't been to the right clubs for 10 years. They get back in and Robin immediately finds Ted and they, they're just kind of hanging out. Lily sees Marshall absolutely losing it. He's in a dance circle and Marshall on E, he's doing these like super white move dance, uh, dancing, the robot, like a fake Michael Jackson. That's pretty cute. And then Lily starts dancing with it and they find fun in their adult lives that is not wine and cheese related. So that's very nice. The entire time, the girl that Barney has been dancing with is his cousin. Looks not a bad casting, but he like freaks out. Oh, it's super gross. I've had a boner this whole time. So he decides to go. It ends with Ted and Robin looking on at Marshall and Lily dancing to Cascadia. There's a whole block of the music that Marshall dances to. And then after that, the playlist changes to a very like late 90s, early 2000s play, which you're not going to see at 9 out of 10 clubs anymore. The music that is played is top 40, goofy. There's very little nostalgia. Reading the room, audience, benefiting music, techno, stuff like that. It, the music that you hear uh, you're supposed to dance to clubs to nowadays are absolutely awful. And the three or four songs that you overhear Marshall dancing to are dope. I would love to hear any of those songs. I would lose it on the dance floor. So that hasn't aged well. It's a very nostalgic foregone conclusion. And then I will just hum a bar or two of, I, I, I want to go, go, go all the way. Hey, hey, take it easy. Whoever, whoever did that in the 2000s, that's a gem. That's a, that's a, that's a bop. All right, other things that we get to. So acting choices, uh, Marshall getting to bust a move and dance. When they're at the wine party, Marshall puts on a particular voice to sort of designate, like here's us in our 20s who are fun, and then here are these boring people who can't wait to talk about 30-year fixed-rate mortgages. Marshall is starting to, or Marshall, Jason Siegel is starting to get a, an idea of who Marshall is, kid at heart, and not wanting to make that transition from kid at heart to being perceived as an adult, which I think is very, uh, it's a, it's a very good step. And it bleeds into the general theme of the episode where, what does it mean to have fun in your adulthood? What is that supposed to look like? And how does that play out? Barney stays flat. Ted stays pretty flat. Narrator Ted, which I'm glad that we're back to in an intelligent sense, says that, you know, clubs aren't even fun. And he does get the number of the coat check girl, which again, narrator Ted says, I didn't call her, which I wish they had followed up on a little bit. The like admitted, like when you have chemistry with somebody, why don't the reason why Ted didn't follow through on calling, I think is very characteristic of Ted. Dude's got no follow through. He's got when it comes to Robin, sure, but otherwise, nope. And then the talk that Lily and Robin have outside of the club. Robin laments being recognized once and she says it got to her head and she's like, well, you know, this is where I thought I was moving forward in my adult life. And, and Lily relays that to needing to look grown up and act grown up as opposed to what it means to be grown up, actually enjoy the wine tasting party. Lily's like, well, we're not, we're not kids anymore. You know, we're not in college. We have to move forward. You can't go backward. And Robin says, you, um, you can go in whatever direction you want. So if something is fun to like, you know, live your life, which I think is a very like that 
nowadays is even more prevalent. So that the second half of the episode is before it's time. The cutest part of the episode is when everybody's on looking at Marshall and Lily being super cute together. The plot pans, the plot pans back to the wine and cheese party. <laughs> and all the boring people are playing Pictionary and they completely haven't noticed that the hosts of the party haven't been there for like an hour. I think that was very intelligent. Like we didn't need that scene, but I'm super glad that we got it. The, the episode episode, so everybody leaves at the same time, and Marshall lets Ted and Barney know that it wasn't cool that he wasn't invited, even though he's engaged now. He's still one of the guys, and there, like, there's not a distinction between grown-up Marshall and still in his 20s having fun Marshall, and Lily's included in that. So Ted's like, yeah, all right, I messed up. But in the scene, everybody is shouting because they're hearing, because of the club music nobody can really hear each other everyone's shouting over each other which has happened to me a dozen times and i always think that's funny as hell oh uh just side that marshall makes fun of Nora jones who i think it, like one definitely for adults older people like she's not gonna be on a, any of my getting hype playlists but she is a treasure and so i think that that was a low blow otherwise i think this was a a good tidbit uh, this is the episode writing itself, uh, R-I-G-H-T, and starting to move in a direction. Here's what Ted's after. Here's what Marshall's after. Here's here's the gang seeing themselves as people, not necessarily leaning on each other or uh, leaning on a really tawdry, overwritten. It, it was The whole thing was very well paced. There was a good back and forth between the two groups. And the fact that it came together at the end, I think, was done very nicely. So this is a this is a proud an A plus episode. Uh, I, I loved it. As always, I have no outro, so you keep on f- feeling the music. Doobie Brothers. Bye all. Mm-hmm.